Yeah, they had to change the definition of vaccination yeah. and vaccine. In order. I mean, it's it's like a, it's like you couldn't make this stuff up. Yeah. So when I in 2020, when I first heard the vaccine had 90 or 95 percent efficacy, I thought it was a joke. I knew I'd been studying healthcare because I was writing Butchered by Healthcare, which is my book about healthcare on Amazon. And I, I knew this industry's primary vaccine moneymakers over the last 20 years are nearly useless. Yeah. Influenza was a total failure considering the costs and the tiny benefits. And you, you guys can go to Cochrane Reviews, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E Reviews on the net and look at the meta-analyses, the summaries, and determine that for yourself. Don't think I will even ask you to make Jesus Lord of your life. That's the most preposterous thing I could ever tell you to do. Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. Whether you serve him or not, whether you bless him, curse him, hate him or love him, he is the Lord of your life because God has given him a name that is above every name so that the name of Jesus Christ every knee shall bow and tongue confess that he is Lord. Some of you will bow out of the grace that has been given to you and others will bow because your kneecaps will be broken by the one who rules the nations with a rod of iron. And I'll not apologize for this God of the Bible. Thank you for tuning into the For the King podcast. Um, as a quick reminder, as I always go at the beginning of our podcast episodes, that we do this for the King, who is Jesus Christ. He is the King, and um, part of living in the Kingdom of Christ is you just fall in love with truth, and uh, all truth is God's truth. And I am joined this week by a, a doctor, uh, now retired. He was uh, formerly um, an emergency physician, and then he was a cosmetic surgeon. And he's now retired and he was, you know, there's a ton of accolades, but um, the American Society of Cosmetic Breast Surgery, he was fellow trustee officer, past president, American Board of Cosmetic Surgery. You know, the list goes on and on. You can go to his website, robertyohoauthor.com. Um, and he's also an avid climber um, and, and not he really. Was. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rocky, I'm 68, so yeah. I'm over the hill. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was, you did El Cap. I mean, you can, yeah, you definitely have a, not just the brains, but the brawn is what I'm reading. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for joining me today. And uh, let's hear some truth. Um, so if there's anything else you want to let us know about you, and then maybe we can get into some of the questions about COVID, that's going to be the topic today. It's my pleasure to be here, Rocky. Just ask away. Okay. And um, let me do the 30 second disclaimer. Sure. I'm forced to do this because of the lawyers. So <laughs> this is not medical advice. If you have a medical problem, see a doctor and use this info at your own risk. It's my, it, you know, it's based on four years of study for me though. So I believe everything I say. Yeah. Oh, as one should. Um, okay. So you have a, you know, one of your more popular podcast episodes on why COVID is so hard to understand. Um, and there's a lot of lies uh, being perpetrated. Uh, you know, there, there's like four things that you walk through on there. Um, so can you just um, maybe, Let's let's get, like kind of catch us up to date because things have changed. Um, we know that uh, Pfizer has had to release 500 pages worth of their intro study on the vaccine um, that they created. So you know, um, you know, what, what are some things there? Maybe we can think about more accurately. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we can get into the weeds, but I think we should start with the basics. And there are things that are well understood now 
in the hospitals, even by the janitors, right? Yeah. And the number one thing, the most incredible part of this narrative, which we can get to the reason why in a, in a second, but kids should never get the vaccine because it kills far more of them than COVID, over 100 times more. It's outrageous. Yeah. And in, in another 30 seconds, the reason why they're getting the vaccine is that if they get it approved for kids, and this is even kids 16 and 17, then they'll get permanent liability immunity from the whole vaccine program. So wow. that's that's the reason why this uh, sin is being perpetrated. Pregnant women should never get the shot because it kills their fetuses in many cases. And that's well documented. The fertility clinics are seeing problems now with getting people pregnant that have already had the shot. The third thing, which is kind of the most important thing or one of the most important things is once you've had COVID, you can never get it again. Yeah. Over 100 studies have proved this. And the number of secondary cases is either zero or vanishingly small. The CDC even agrees that you can't get COVID twice. Um, recovery from the disease pre prevents all the new variants. So you don't have to worry about any fancy name they make up. And the vaccine does not create any immunity whatsoever. Most of the people in the hospital with COVID-19 have already been vaccinated. Now, 60% in the US, 80% in the UK, and 90% in Israel. In Denmark, 83% of all cases have had the shot, all cases that they pick up. Yeah. So there are worse. There are some studies that show the vaccinated become super spreaders who are more likely to transmit the virus. The last thing is if you have no symptoms, you cannot spread the virus. It does not teleport. Yeah. It, you know, we've never documented teleportation of the virus. You know, that's not a thing. So it goes through the air in droplets. So that's that's those are the the most important basics. And yeah. then I, my, I usually go into um, how the money goes around in healthcare to sort of start to let the listeners understand what's going on. But ask me anything you want. I'm happy to answer hard questions if you have any. Well, so so here here's something. Um, you know, you're talking about the, the way a virus is transmitted, um, and you can go through droplets, you know, that kind of thing, or, or touch. Some of them do go by touch, but this one is, you know, air droplets, or sorry, droplets of a uh, mucus lining, things like that. Um, so, can you just to the question of asymptomatic spread? I mean, it seems like such a foolish thought. Like, if somebody's not sick, can they spread a, a disease they're not sick with, showing symptoms? Right? They're not infected. I have, you know all sorts of viruses in my body right now, but they haven't, you know, created an immune response where I'm like coughing or wheezing or anything like that. Therefore I cannot, you, you're not worried. I have polio in my body. You're not worried about getting polio for me. Right. Cause I'm not symptomatic with it. So um, what do you, what do you think about all that? Asymptomatic spread. Cause that's just pushed. That's peddled all the time. And that just, it's, it's peddled as part of the fear mongering campaigns to sell the vaccine, to sell the whole narrative. And it's, it's an outrage. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely antithetical to anything we understand in medicine. Yeah. The thing that most people don't understand is just how many of the, the stories that they've been hearing are generated by these crazy companies that are basically criminals. I mean, you know, the pharmaceutical industry has more criminal settlements than any industry in history. It's, it's an outrage. And Pfizer leads the list billions of dollars a year. Mm -hmm. And they also have plenty of cr criminal judgments against them, right? Where they've tried the cases. So the, we're, we're being hassled by people that are actually mobsters. Here's, yeah. here's a quote. 
it's scary how this is by Peter Rost, who was a former marketing vice president at Pfizer. He said, it's scary how many similarities there are between this, this industry and the mob. Obscene amounts of money, killings and deaths, bribing politicians and others. The difference is all these people in the drug industry look upon themselves as law abiding citizens. Mm -hmm. However, when they get together as a group, it's almost like when you have war atrocities, people do things they don't think they're capable of because the group can validate what you're doing is okay. That's from his book, The Whistleblower. God. There's another quote that I'd like to put in at this point yes, please, from please. Harry Loin. What? No, please. Yeah, please share. Yeah. Harry, Harry Loin, who is a Park Davis uh, CEO, who is responsible for promoting chloramphenicol, which is a similar situation. It was an antibiotic that killed many children. He said, if we put horse manure in a capsule, we could sell it to 95% of these doctors. So this is pharma's attitude towards them, towards the patients and towards the doctors. Yeah. So, I mean, you, obviously you were a physician, um, now retired. The whole protocol-based mindset where you match up symptoms to you know, a drug. Um, I, I know that is usually the way, you know, that, that you would prescribe a drug as a doctor. Right. Um, so you, you, you would, would you say that mindset again, they piggyback the pharmaceutical companies piggyback on that protocol based mindset to push a drug like remdesivir or, or vaccine, something like that. Um, so you, would you say that's harmful and that's kind of led to a lot of this, that mindset? And well, it's worse than that. Okay. Um, these companies make up, studies. Let's see. You know what? My background is interfering with my ability to see my book. I was holding up my book, yeah, but, but this is audio only. So the name of the book is Butchered by Healthcare. And it describes how these companies have devolved into criminal organizations, faking their studies with the help of the FDA, which is totally bribed off. 50% yeah. of the money in the FDA comes directly from these companies in the form of user fees, which are fees incurred during the patent uh, process and which has turned their attitude of the FDA towards these companies as viewing them as clients okay. instead of entities to be regulated. So uh, these, the, the, I mean, I'm inarticulate about it because it's so freaking crazy. We've let these people uh, take over and with, by supplying with our money. And this vaccine thing is the most profitable drug in history after a year. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so would you say a lot of this is motivated by profit when you're, you're talking about Pfizer being a criminal organization, right? I mean, um, th that, that would, that would you say is the dom the dominating motive. It's not, not the health of America. It's more, you know, financial based and making money. Well, there's a lot going on and anyone who's been awake realizes that there are things going on in other countries that imply there's an international component to this that yeah. goes beyond just making money. And if I think it's beyond the scope of an hour long interview to get into that, but <laughs> if your listeners are interested in the full uh, story, there's uh, three or four books out there that are very good and they will stick them in the show notes. I think at the top of the list is uh, RFK Jr.'s book um, called The Real Anthony Fauci, and he gets into the whole thing. Um, the second easiest one to approach is um, Peter Bregan's book, and it's called COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. And both those are available on Amazon. You can get them on Kindle for $3 each because the people are putting about not to make money, but to get the word out. I mean, this, this thing is it's beyond horrible. 
Yeah. So anyway, that's the international th- scene. And of course, the, the, the domestic scene and the pharmaceutical company th- scene is all about money. And just to give you an idea of the size of this thing, um, you, you know that healthcare is $4 trillion in the U.S. alone, roughly. And that's about the size of the federal government's ex- expenditures. Uh, the, uh, the U.S. government takes in $3.5 trillion in tax dollars. Now, a trillion is a lot of money. I mean, it's just out crazy. But these people are as big as our federal government. And that means that they have the money to completely buy anyone in Congress, which they have done. And Congress is dominated by people who get enormous campaign, the biggest campaign contributions and lobbying efforts come from big pharma and the healthcare industry in America. So Congress is entirely bought off the CDC, uh, the CDC, the World Health Organization, the NIH, and most of all, the FDA are completely uh, captured by the big pharma corporations. And they're essentially sock puppets. If you can imagine, you know what a sock puppet is? Yeah, Uh, they're completely controlled by the financial interests. So these these the profits, Pfizer's at 40% profit margin for the last five years. Okay, now just think about what that means. The ordinary industries have a 10% profit margin if they are very, very profitable. Um, some industries get by on 5% margins. But uh, this is the only industries comparable to this are software and there's there's a couple other government supported industries that have 25 percent profit margins. But but Pfizer is at the head of the pack with the, with the most profits. And uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy. We just rain money on healthcare. We spend twice as much as any um any first world country at all. They, they spend 10%. We spent 20% of our GDP on yeah. healthcare. And it's, it's ineffective in America. 50% of it is either useless or actually harmful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've heard yeah similar things um, with how much we spend on our healthcare uh, with, with the worst, with worse outcomes than other um, nations are doing it. Um, okay. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of corruption involved. Um, you know, if, we're, if we want to get into the vaccine topic, we can talk about the various database under reporting factors. Um, you, you know, there was a point in your podcast where you say there, there there's this kind of sense of a, this global cabal kind of, um, and even Dr. McCullough talks about it, that this um, for, deep formation psychosis happening over kind of the globe, right. Of people just buying into one ideology um, you know, is there anything there you want to pick up on? Maybe. Well, it, it doesn't look good for the home team because there's so many there's so many of these uh, uh, entities who are uh, approving and promoting uh, the whole thing. And I I didn't understand it until I read those books. And I recommend RFK Jr.'s book, uh, The Real Anthony Fauci, to your entire audience. I mean, yeah. it's it's incredible. The. The Chinese are involved. I think they're opportunistic. I don't think they're the originators of the problem. I think they're the West and the European leaders. But the, the Chinese is uh, they, they certainly um, work to develop this virus. And it was in collaboration, strangely enough, with U.S. elements and uh, this Tony Fauci guy um, supplied the funding. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's well documented. You can read about it in uh, the Bregan's book. Um, there's a virologist named Lee Min Yang, MD, PhD, who has been speaking on uh, 
alternative platforms. And she spoke at the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons meeting in October. And she actually worked in those labs and she is a whistleblower. And she, she says that the disease was first released on the Chinese people who, and the, the Chinese Communist Party facilitated the worldwide spread of the disease. And that's well documented because they shut down the airlines going to inside China and allowed the airlines to continue to the United States. The Chinese doctors were forbidden to treat their own patients or to protect themselves or their families from being infected. And she says that the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, calls the bioweapon, the COVID, a bioweapon, and they call it unrestricted warfare against the West. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy. There's, there are, there are uh, many uh, lines of evidence, including YouTube videos and everything else that a lot of other people are involved and as well it has to be to get this thing going this this large. And the there are billionaires and international banksters who are involved. You know, I call them the banksters uh-huh. because uh-huh. they're 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 another industry that's captured their regulator. You know, they've got a, a federal regulator and basically they run the regulators uh, um, show. But this whole thing is is essentially genocide because they've killed an awful lot of people. They've locked it down. They've damaged economies worldwide. And we're certainly not at the end of it. We've got to expect more. We can talk about the vaccine if you want. Yeah, yeah. We can go there in just a second. Um, one thing to piggyback off of what you were just saying. So um, the, the narrative of uh, the gain of function research producing what we see in COVID um so you're you're saying there there's some credence to that whole narrative well i mean it's absolutely it's absolutely well documented the money went through uh you know obama maybe to his credit um received a letter from 80 scientists saying that this uh this gain of function research should be cut off during his tenure and he told him to cut it off and fauci whether uh Obama approved of it or not, he sent the money through a European um, money launderer and it went to the Wuhan labs and the whole thing continued. So, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. It is a human uh, uh, manufactured virus, whether it was released or not by the Chinese is another question. You don't think they'd want to release it on their own people, but they're ruthless. I mean, their state religion is atheism. And they uh, really, uh, they talk all the time about the burden their older people are on them. So, I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy. You know, Gates is a Malthusian, which means that he and he, his father was very interested in this book called The Population Bomb by Paul Ehrlich. It yeah. scared, scared the heck out of us all uh, in probably, I think it was in the late 60s, early 70s. It looked like we were going to eat our way through all the planet's resources. But uh-huh. it turns it turns out that somehow um, the miracle of uh, human life is uh, that the population is going to decline. The numbers show that it'll definitely decline in the next, I think it's next decade or two. And then it'll the the growth will go to a halt and then decline after the next decade or two so those are the the numbers now and this is no longer a concern there are far few people starving than there ever were before africa is tuned up amazingly um just with the modern crop techniques and whatever technology has been developed so it's 
the false narrative and these people are crazy and they're they're sociopathic they they want to control the resources and they want to essentially create a more totalitarian society but this is i mean this is hard this is too much to take in in a quick podcast and i recommend that your listeners just focus on the medical aspects which are obvious the the information is lying on the pavement and then if you get interested or you geek out about it or you're concerned about international things um and of course it's america too but uh you can read those those two books that i recommend the anthony the real anthony fauci and uh covid19 the global predators we are the prey by the dragons mm-hmm. yeah i think those would be good resources for people um we'll stick yeah. in the show notes yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll get them in there. Um, so, can you walk through again? Let's let's move on to like you know we've talked about some of the 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 lies and the deception going on. So maybe we can actually get into treatment of COVID nineteen and how that's being suppressed. So you know you talk about early treatment is huge, right? Um, but also we have these complications with the vaccines and people wanting to opt for you know pre treatment as an, a, vac- a vaccine that will keep you from getting it. But we know that there's breakthrough, like tons of breakthrough cases, and it pr- provides no immunity. So let's let's get into more into that. Um, yeah, they had to change the definition of vaccination yeah. vaccine in order. I mean, it's it's like a, it's like you couldn't make this stuff up. Yeah. So when I in 2020 when I first heard the vaccine had 90 or 95 percent efficacy, I thought it was a joke. I knew I'd been studying healthcare because I was writing Butchered by Healthcare, which is my book about healthcare on Amazon. And I, I knew this industry's primary vaccine moneymakers over the last 20 years were nearly useless. Yeah. Influenza was a total failure considering the costs and the tiny benefits. And you, you guys can go to Cochrane Reviews, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E Reviews on the net and look at the meta-analyses the summaries and determine that for yourself. The HPV vaccine, which we've given to all the young people for decades, was rejected by the Japanese regulators because half the studies were covered up by the manufacturer. Obviously, they didn't work. Despite this, we use HPV vaccine universally in Europe and the US. So, but Japan threw it out the window. So, The Fauci guy, his position has allowed him to distri- distribute over half the worldwide healthcare research money over recent decades. So this is almost a trillion dollars. And here's what RFK Jr. wrote about him. Dr. Fauci has deliberately and systematically used his staggering power over federal scientific research, medical schools, medical journals, and the careers of individual scientists to derail inquiry and obstruct research. So he's to blame for many of the lies about COVID and has been directly responsible for untold deaths. He he was responsible for turning Africa into a uh, testing ground for medications. And I mean, there's a lot of fatalities. It's really crazy. That book is essentially a blueprint for Fauci's criminal prosecution. And the fact that he's still around it just is testament to the vast power he has over healthcare money. He and Gates have distributed... I think it's 60 or 65% of the total healthcare money given to researchers in the world. And they can destroy people's careers if they don't absolutely play the line that they, uh, that Fauci wants to, uh, to be heard. So it's, it's a freaking scandal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, again, just, just to interact with that a little bit, it, it is odd how, 
in in a way for people that have you know open eyes it is very blatant what's going on um you know so it's odd that it's almost like there's little cookie crumbs where you can pick it up and you can really find the truth if you if you you know uh, apply yourself to it um yeah so it's just it's odd that there you know it's again if it's something this big there's got to be enough right to to sift through the lies and to find the truth um you know and we can do that but it is odd um again the schism in, in society you know one man fauci you know in a sense this is a, this is a religion right there's there's faith being placed in one man right he's sort of the savior he's the one providing the answers right he's the prophet um so there is a religious element to this and people placing their faith and looking towards the state in a sense right institutionalized health care um to save them right to be their savior um so i find that aspect very fascinating just watching it all unfold and you know I, i'm a follower of christ and a lot of my friends have bought into it. There's a lot of Christians that have bought into it that usually Christians are the ones looking for the truth. You know, there, again, there's this, and, and but Dr. McCullough talks about it um, in, in Rogan's podcast about um, the, even the church leaders, every, every institution is kind of blinded by this um, through, you know, the lies of Fauci trickling down through, you know, physicians in America. So I completely agreed, you know, um, that, that would just be kind of my interaction with the thing. What, what people don't fully understand is that um, making a, even making up studies to demonstrate a marketing point has been Big Pharma's standard operating procedure for decades. And I re- before the COVID pandemic, I reviewed studies that were obviously uh, manipulated to uh, produce certain results. For example, they they changed statistics. They used contract research groups in Africa and other countries that were that wouldn't get another contract if they didn't, you know, sing the exact song that the pharma companies wanted sung. And the the ghostwriting rate is ninety five percent in all medical journals. The British oh, medical wow. journals, see, isn't that crazy? They're yeah. they're ghostwritten by the industry, and the British medical journal is sort of the only uh, honest. Uh, journal standing still. And of course they have to, they get uh, advertising revenue from these pharmaceutical companies too. So, but they're the only ones with any credibility. The rest of the, the biggest reputation medical journals are all just completely ruined without, and they're left with no more credibility than the FDA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, uh, so th- this is just a point to support, uh, you know, skepticism of academic journals, that kind of thing. But, um, I'm, I'm, uh, and, and well, I got my master's in environmental engineering, right? So that's my field. It's environmental work. Um, and, and to just kind of connect the two, um, because we, we apply synthetic chemicals, right. in agriculture and things like that in our environment, um, glyphosate, um, was not ranked a carcinogen until very recently. And, uh, Monsanto and Bayer and these people that produce that chemical obviously had the studies to know, but, ghost writing and, and money like that has presented evidence that no, this is completely safe, right. To spray this in the field, to put it on our food and then we'll ingest it. Um, so, so again, I think there's a, there's a lot of different fields where there is this kind of lying. And and then now we're seeing it manifest in the medical field through a crisis like this. Um, yeah. The big food industry is also regulated by the food and drug administration, the FDA, and yeah. they basically have been allowed to go wild and do anything they want. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. They, the, uh, the lines about these high carbohydrate diets, 
that are are total lies. I mean, the high carbohydrate diets. The best new evidence is that they have heavily contributed to our heart disease epidemic, and that higher fat, higher protein, higher animal stuff diets are much much healthier. Exactly. So, yeah, even the Framingham studies. I mean that that was the guy. Well, I forget his name, but you know he omitted France and a few other studies to show saturated fats cause heart disease, and they actually don't. Yep. Um, yep. So and cholesterol, the whole cholesterol narrative and the cholesterol blocker drugs narrative is just almost total nonsense. I mean, it just it it those cholesterol blockers are the, one of the biggest boondoggles in yeah. pharmaceutical history, and also one of the most profitable drugs that they've ever had. I mean, yeah. it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, so that maybe that's kind of, you know, fr- uh, framework stuff to, to kind of get us thinking about why there are lies going on. Um, so, so I, I would emphasize again, okay. if the listeners want uh, that a great source to start out with, um, they should look at uh, Rogan's interview and we will post that a version of that that's on BitChute, So they don't have to pay for Spotify. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. on Spotify. And somehow I I've heard rumors that it's getting censored off Spotify, but the, the oh. censorship is insane. I mean, it's just, we know that the first amendment is the most important amendment. It's foundational to our constitution yeah. and it's partial ruination is the biggest disaster in my lifetime. I've never heard anything like this before. And the, the idea that in the last, whatever it is, year and a half, we've allowed these tech companies to censor content on the legal pretext that they're private companies is just, it's, it's horrible. That, and I, we'll also put a link to one of RFK's speeches about how the constitution has been more or less taken down and how, you know, it's, it's really, it's awful. I mean, the only the second amendment out of the constitutional amendments is still intact more or less. And it, 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 people are buying guns like, like they're hotcakes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, there's so many issues. <laughs> yeah. It, that's the complexity of introducing the international stuff. I mean, it almost, it, we almost lose credibility, but it's a complicated situation. Um, there are a lot of players and I suggest again, your, your listeners, if they're new to this, just focus on the medical issues, which they can ascertain for themselves. Yeah. And Rogan, Rogan's uh, interview is a good uh, entree, and we'll have other resources in the show notes. Exactly. Um, so can you talk about you? I, I, I listened to your episode about the Omicron variant. Um, I mean, there, <laughs> yeah. there might be one reported death from that. Um, and we're, we are now like, I think Joe Biden just said, he just made a public statement that our only defense against Omicron is please get vaccinated, get your booster. And it's like just the worst advice literally anybody could give somebody nothing based in reality at all concerning Omicron. And you were talking about how this is, this is likely to give everybody natural immunity. It's very mild. Nobody's going to, I mean, there might be a few people that die that are in like have comorbidities and all that, but yeah. So can you kind of walk us through that? Yeah. This is, this is disease mongering. And this is Biden's taking a page from pharma's book and they've done this for decades and they take a disease invent invent a cure for it and claim the cure is the only thing people should focus on and they patent the cure and i mean it's just it's just a horrible thing to allow these people to do it with our our precious healthcare money yeah so omicron i mean it's very infectious i now know three or four people that have covid right now and they, they probably have the Omicron variant. And the ones I've talked to get better in one to two days. 
And I, I help them understand the therapies because with the other variants, if they're older or are, have uh, medical problems, the therapies really help. It decreases the death rate down to 10% or 15% of what it would have been. Yeah. Um, so I tell them about uh, ivermectin, and which has been popularized by Joe Rogan. I tell them about hydroxychloroquine, which we've known for decades to have an avid antiviral effect and which we have proven with 250 studies to be quite effective against COVID. I tell them about the combination of nutraceuticals that they should get on, uh, but it probably makes no difference because Omicron's not a big deal. Yeah. And people will have the latest stuff that I was reading today is that there's little doubt that it will completely immunize anyone who's had it to any, any future virus that's related. Yeah. Um, so it's it's totally totally good news, and they're trying to disease monger because the group of people that are pushing this narrative have blood on their hands. And if we ever get through this thing, and reality, and we return to reality, uh, you know, I mean, they should all be put on trial at an international court. But there's an awful lot of them. So I think I, I think there's going to be an amnesty, and they'll all say, "Well, we just we just were all fooled." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll claim ignorance. It, it's weird how like it's been almost what? Well, yeah, two years now since all this happened. I yeah, mean, we're coming almost on two two years. Yeah. two years of like needing to speak up about. Yeah, I mean, you've been doing it longer than I have. I mean, I just started to really try to speak up more about it. I mean, I've always been skeptical of the whole thing, um, and I was on the yeah skept- skeptical of studies that were, you know, I was on the saturated fat thing, you know, but yeah. So it's been a clown show. It's been a clown show. And the only, it'd be, it'd be laughable if it, if it wasn't such a serious thing. And if we hadn't seen such economic and personal destruction from it, I mean, I have a friend who, you know, one of the effects of this virus is blood clotting, thrombosis. And when they check people uh, 24 hours after they've gotten the virus, there's evidence of this in their blood samples in half of them, right? Well, the real problem is they get strokes and all kinds of other things that freaking knock them off. They get inflammatory effects like myocarditis, which causes permanent heart damage. It's it's just like having a permanent heart attack because heart cells don't regenerate. But my friend had a stroke a few weeks after the, um, the vaccine right? Or maybe a booster. And he sort of turned himself into a golden retriever. He can't talk and we can't, he can, and we can't, he doesn't understand us. Wow. So we're, we're out of luck with that guy. He walks around, looks normal, but uh, he, he basically, uh, he ruined himself by listening to the narrative and believing what they said. Yeah. That's it's heinous. Yeah. What's going on. It's so wicked. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be really curious to see these people that are going to be injured by the vaccine. Um, and I've heard um, you're more likely as a child to get myocarditis than you are to get a lethal, you know, infection from COVID-19. And we are, we are like uh, basically um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? We're, we're just gambling. Oh, the gambling. Sorry. We're gambling with our children by giving them the vaccine, right? Like, Oh, is it going to, are they going to get myocarditis or are they going to get a lethal COVID-19? I mean, yeah, a healthy kid is not going to die from COVID-19. I mean, it can happen obviously, but it's your odds are much less than getting 
myocarditis and having permanent heart damage, like you're saying, and the amount of athletes dying is very yeah. problematic. I mean, healthy, strong individuals dying because their heart is too inflamed. From my, my friend did a 513. He's 68. He did a 513 rock climb the day before he got the massive stroke. Okay. Wow. So he's an, he's an athlete that had a problem with the vaccine in all likelihood. His kids don't believe me wow. and uh, answered, answered my uh, texts with uh, uh, obscenities when I told him to not get the guy any more vaccines, but you know, yeah. what can I do? Yeah. So you just to emphasize this thing about the, why they're pushing the vax on little kids. They're trying to get the kids approved between 16 and 18. And if they manage to do that, they will have permanent immunity from liability. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that pretty crazy? Yeah. Now, here's another couple of factoids that are uh, very similar. Remdesivir is a drug that is approved or in some provisional improvement category for COVID treatment, despite all the studies showed that it killed 25% of the people that was, was treated with it, right? Uh -huh. And the reason why that was approved was it didn't work because if they got a drug that worked, they'd no longer be able to do this uh, experimental stuff. Yeah. If they admitted ivermectin, the combination of nutraceuticals um, helped. Uh, even that, they it'd be against the law to do this uh, experimental vaccine. There's another one. Why are the people who are entering the U.S. illegally off, not offered the vax? The reason is, is there, there are citizens from other countries who, and they're not covered by the lawsuit immunity protection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So that we were, you know, if this stuff really worked and it really helped, they'd definitely be vaccinated, right? Uh -huh. At the border. But you know, but the the uh the, the thing is all in the service of uh trying to get this thing approved and all liability and more money. I mean it's just it's it's evil. Yeah, keeps coming back to that. Um you, you know Google's original motto, don't you? I, I don't know if I heard that. Do no evil. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, the YouTube is they're the center of the censoring cabal. Uh -huh. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. And, you know, they're not they're not uh, they're. I would say they're doing a great deal of evil now, but they nobody said that they're not honest. And so what they did is they changed their motto. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's you couldn't make this stuff up. They changed uh -huh. the motto. I yeah, don't think they said we're, we're allowed to do evil, but they didn't want to baldly state that we should do no evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. I, I, I hadn't heard that. That is, that is wild. Um, yeah. The censoring, you know, the first amendment stuff you were getting into earlier. So when, do you think if let's just say hypothetically, none of the censoring happened and like you were able to, I mean, you are, you have your stuff on Spotify still, but you know, let's just say more voices weren't silenced. Do you think people that it would have people would have woken uh, woken up quicker? And they're instantly. You think instantly. So? Yeah, instantly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, before they were doing these strategies successfully, I don't think they would have woken up instantly because even the, the strategies they were doing was included faking studies. Okay, they've got studies of hydroxychloroquine when they gave doses that were toxic in a third world country and had a few people die. And then they publicized this crap. Yeah. And they had another study that was published in the Lancet, which became apparent it was entirely faked. Yeah. And so these, these sorts of studies were being done on a lesser scale 
the last two decades. Very obviously, it was obvious to keen observers, and it became obvious to me when I started reading about this four years ago. Yeah. But uh, this wholesale defamation of a harmless drug like ivermectin, claiming it was horse this and that and cow this and that, uh, you know, that was all funded by these moneyed interests. And uh, I mean, it, it was just ubiquitous, thousands and thousands of posts and thousands of, th- you know, Wikipedia is const- under constant attack by these companies, rewriting the stories. Yeah. And uh, I'm just I'm just amazed they still have that article. You, your listeners can Google pharmaceutical company settlements and they can find out the the magnitude of these things and the years of the settlements and there's a there's a page of shame in there i'm amazed they haven't managed to take that down entirely but yeah. uh but they're that's what they do they they hire these uh these writers just to turn night to day and day to night i mean it's crazy yeah yeah all really good points so as a um you know former physician um how, how do you think people should treat their health, you know, how, how do you think people should like think about their health, you know, in the midst of something like this, you know, if we're like, you know, you're, you know, we're, we're claiming here, people are being lied to like crazy in the arena of health and public discourse. So, um, so you've quoted some names like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., you know, um, you know, but who should we, you know, look to or trust or, you know, where, where are you saying, get your information from? Should we only read, you know, Robert Kennedy's um, books, you know, oh. or, there's so, other sources. Yeah, yeah. But basically, you have to regard the entire mainstream me- media as being bought by these moneyed interests. And you can't get a rational word out of a politician these days. There don't seem to be any international politicians that are doing a good job um, with the therapies or rejecting the vaccine. I don't know whether they, they're afraid, they're, they're bribed, or whether they're certain that they'll lose the next election. It's unclear. And yeah. we personally, we know personally some of these people, and I, I can't figure it out because I thought they had a lot of integrity. So um, I think that a good starting point is Butchered by Healthcare. If you buy the ebook version, that's available for about $4. And there's 500 links in it that you can link to the material that in my source material. And my my stuff is entirely derivative. I haven't, it's not a, I don't have an original thought. It's all been said before by whistleblowers and I put it all together in an easy to read uh, book and you can click through the links and understand what, how messed up uh, modern medicine is and how, how these pharmaceutical companies could be so fouled up that they're, they're participating in this, this, these crimes against us because they were, they were doing stuff that was very similar uh for decades. And this just, they've stepped it up because they've been allowed to get away with it. So I, you know, I think that, um, you know, there is, there are some nutty narratives uh, out there, but if you start with McCullough and you, uh, he, I've got a couple of more videos that you can uh, look at in his, uh, in, in the show notes. And there's an online treatment resource that you, that's very credible, American Academy of Physicians and Sur- Surgeons COVID Treatment Guide. You can Google that or look at the link online and you can read about things like the nutraceutical bundle that's almost as good as uh, taking the antibiotics. If you're older or you're sick, you should definitely take the antibiotics and the whole thing. But if you're not, it doesn't do any harm to take 200 milligrams of zinc for five days and then 50 milligrams after that. Yeah. And vitamin D, uh, push your levels and check your levels, get your levels up to 
you know, 100. I mean, Florida lifeguards have levels without supplementation of 130. And you can, you can do that. And then vitamin C in a couple thousand milligrams a day, dosages. And what's the other one? Zinc, vitamin C, D, and quercetin. Quercetin is a nutritional supplement that works a little bit like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. It helps the zinc go into the cells somehow. And zinc seems to be the best treatment for viral illnesses that we've ever had. So, um, you know, there's other things you should be aware of, like the uh, monoclonal antibodies, which actually work. That's an expensive uh, medication that um, it's being covered up in some places, but you can get that. If you're an older person or you have, or you're chronically obese or you have uh, severe medical problems, you can get that in the early phases of the illness. Sometimes it'll clear you up within a, a short time. But as we said before, the Omicron variant is not that bad, but I, I think if you're if you have medical problems or anything else, you, you should should know about the, these treatments and certainly start on the nutraceuticals. Yeah, I take um, zinc orotate every day. So, I mean, I, I haven't had a, a viral illness in a very long time since I've been taking zinc. I mean, zinc is just amazing for an antiviral. Um, you're, you're a young studly dude, though. <laughs> you're not going to get any problems. That's true. That's true. That's How true. Old are you? I'm 23. 23. 23. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I shouldn't be getting sick left and right, obviously, you know, uh, but, but I, I obviously I, I zinc is so good for being an antiviral and, um, it, Dr. McCullough in his interview said that, um, iodine kills the, um, uh, the virus on contact. I, I, I personally ingest Lugol's iodine. I put it in some of my water with some trace minerals every day. Um, yeah, he wasn't talking about that. He was talking about, uh, I believe the, the, the dose of few drops of that stuff in, um, you know, like a quarter cup of water and you snort it through your nose and out your mouth. And the other thing you can use is quarter strength peroxide, that brown stuff that costs, you uh know, eight bucks at uh, Walmart, uh, quarter strength, three parts water and one part peroxide. And you can, you can put that in your mouth and your nose and that, that kills the viruses in those areas. And he claims that it decreases symptomatology because it decreases the source of the problems, which are kind of in your uh, nasal, nasal area and your, your yeah. throat. Yeah. That but I don't sense. know about uh, taking Google's iodine chronically. I'm not an expert about that. Yeah. I just thought it was a, I just heard it's a good source of getting iodine to in your body, you know, seafood's high in iodine if you want to like get it through a whole food, but uh, yeah. But yeah, I just heard Lugol's, you know, that's, that's another way, another source of iodine, you know, but it's iodide, obviously. And then your body breaks it down into iodine. It's not just straight up iodine or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know so if that'd be helpful or not. <laughs> for, for any of your listeners who don't think we're in trouble worldwide, they need to study what's going on in Germany, Austria, and Australia, because those seem to be the worst, um, the worst problems internationally. And I mean, it's devolving into... Ex- extremely authoritarian governments and their their Austria just passed a law two days ago that says they're going to force people to get the jab and if they don't they get progressively increasing fines so yeah. this is the first I mean how these jackals have managed to influence these governments like this and buy off these leaders I don't know I guess these guys have naturally bad tendencies but mm-hmm. I mean it's it seems like a ubiquitous problem and those three countries uh, seem to me to be the worst. It, you can find links to Australian problems 
uh, on the internet, but they're a lot of it censored and shut down. They're having huge demonstrations. And um, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. They, they've given up all their, uh, their weapons too. their, their guns. They, 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 I think they have some revolvers, but, and some hunting rifles, but they, uh, you know, here we've got the second amendment. So you can, you can keep your weapons. And I, I think that it, it's a, it's a safeguard of a kind. It is. Yeah. It gets totalitarianism. I was, yeah. I was listening to a um, podcast where they had a guy talking about the lead up to um, Nazi Germany and the way they would interact with the Jews um, being similar to how we treat the unvaccinated that you start to first, you say, well, what they did to the Jews is first they said, okay, you're not allowed to use this restroom because of X, Y, and Z, but you can use these restrooms. And they're like, okay, great. We can still use all those other restrooms. So we're fine. Right. They they can have that one thing. Oh, now you can't do this. Now you can't do that. And it's the same thing um, with the unvaccinated. Okay. You can't, work well then the next thing maybe you can't get food then maybe the next thing you can't do this can't do this and then eventually you know you're put into uh, a train car and you're shipped off to ostwich you know this is this is the progression of things um in totalitarian states so i you know what do you think about that you know the the people who really understand this are people that came from uh, soviet bloc countries and china and at that um, january 6th rally uh, there were filmmaker. There was a filmmaker uh, who, I think, he produced the pandemic, which oh, okay. been viewed, viewed a million times, and it's still available. Uh, but uh, he was interviewing the people. He was there only to interview the people from other countries who had been under um, totalitarian or communist rules to find out what their opinion of it was, and they all said exactly the same thing. They said, this looks just like what was going on in my country before things turned to SHIT. You know, I mean, so we, we need to listen to these, uh, these Cassandras. And, you know, you've heard that word Cassandra, right? No. Cassandra, Cassandra is a, a person in a Greek mythology, a woman who um, agreed to sleep with Zeus, the head of the gods, Okay. Then she changed her mind, and Zeus fated her to know all prophecies, but to be believed by no one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. I feel like a Cassandra. Uh-huh. It's entered the vernacular as a adjective. I feel like a Cassandra, or maybe a noun, um, yeah. a lot because it's it's hard. It's it's hard to get anyone to believe what's going on. I, I we know what's going on from all the data. It's a vast amount of data. And we can put my summary document with all the references in, in your show notes, too. Yeah. I it's called Why COVID is So Hard to Understand. You Just Can't Make This Stuff Up. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, on the good, good side, I think a lot of people are getting red-pilled and see it now. Exactly. Um, you know, th- these, these newscasters that are all getting freaking COVID after three, three, three of these shots, you know, they suffered through the mild complications, even if they didn't kick the bucket or get a stroke or any of that, Uh they, they were sick for a day or two and they, they get COVID and they're outraged. It's like, they never under, they never, they didn't get the memo that it wasn't exactly an immunizing protection. It was not a vaccine. It was a fraud. And for every single age group, um, our data now suggests that we're having far more fatalities and problems than, than the good this thing does. It does a small amount of good. But uh, should we talk about the VAERS database? Are you familiar with that? Yes, let's please. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's go through that. Um, bef- be- before we um, go there, um, 
I've heard there's a study about, well, I, this is going to connect, obviously, this will lead into it, but all cause uh, mortality is higher in the vaccinated than the unvaccinated. Their, their immune systems and their bodies are weaker than those that are vaccinated, uh, than, than those that are unvaccinated because it's immunosupp- it's an immunosuppressant. The, the spike protein, the mRNA technology being put into your body, it, it suppresses your immunity, right? Because you have spike proteins being manufactured in your cells, which are, you know, you're basically allergic to that, right? It's an enemy. You're, you're, you're telling your body to produce copious amounts of enemies and it congregates in your heart and people get myocarditis. So that statement, what do you, you know, what do you think about that? That's important. That's an important concept. If you hear about absolute or all cause mortality. So (laughs) there are these guys that walk around San Francisco and interview people on the street and they ask, well, what percent of the people in the United States do you think have died of COVID? You know, and they'll say, I don't know, 20 percent. But the <laughs> the all cause mortality did not change in 2020. Yeah. In other words, the same number, 8000 people or whatever it is, die a day in the United States. And yeah. that didn't that didn't go up and it didn't go down. This thing is it harvests people who have one foot on the banana peel and one foot in the grave already. Yeah. And so so anyway, but the all-cause mortality did go up this year and it's thought to be due to this vaccine yeah and we have significant evidence that this thing is causing a lot of hospitalizations it seems to be causing cancers to worsen and it's it's a real hazard and this is against the small amount of good that it does which the study showed that it decreases the severity of the disease without decreasing the infectiousness or the ability to transmit for two to four months only. So this is, you take all this risk for that small benefit. So we've got this database called the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. And, you know, frankly, it's called V-A-E-R-S. So uh, frankly, I'm just, I'm just amazed that it still functions with all these other adulterations of our, of our systems. Um, So, it's documented over 18,000 deaths to date due to the vaccine. And these mean, these are primarily deaths that are almost immediate. Most of the people who die from, well, it's thought that most of the people who die from the vaccine or half of them die within 48 hours. So the CDC makes the ridiculous claim that no deaths have occurred despite this database, which is still functional. 80,000 hospitalizations, 800,000 bad reactions reported, but the underreporting of this thing is thought to be about one in a hundred. So it's thought that a hundred reactions occur for everyone that gets into the database. That's the estimate. Yeah. But for deaths, of course, since you can count bodies pretty easily, it's not underreported that much. That would be an yeah. awful lot of deaths. Yeah. It's probably underreported by five times. So we've had probably a hundred thousand deaths from COVID or the COVID vaccines. Other estimates, credible estimates, are 150,000. So that's a lot of freaking people. And this increase in absolute mortality or total deaths per day in the United States, it certainly is highly suggestive that something nasty is going on. And the vaccine is the obvious thing to point to. Past vaccines have been yanked from the market after less than 50 fatalities. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, we're asleep at the wheel and there's nobody in charge and uh, the powers that be, I mean, they, we gotta, we gotta have some sort of change in the, in the politics if we want to survive because these people are, are operating against our interests. Yeah. No, but yeah. Uh, 
that that makes sense on the um the the, the deaths and bears are probably not as underreported as maybe the reactions because exactly you you would get a death certificate you would have a dead body you would get a death certificate yeah. but there still is a sense in which probably there are some people that die and they attribute it to covid because they had covid maybe a breakthrough case when it really was the the, the vaccine had you know compromised their immune system and they weren't able to fight off something you know um, well, you understand that the vast majority of the cases now are breakthrough cases. I yeah. mean, it's, it's well over 50% in all the countries that have been heavily vaccinated. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, anything else concerning bears? I mean, do you think, um, so you would put that estimate at uh, one to 100, a hundred times? Cause I know there's a 30. No, no, it's the deaths. I put it at, instead of 18,000, there are probably a hundred thousand or one hundred and fifty thousand, okay. which okay. is an unbelievable toll. Even yeah. even eight, even even at eighteen thousand, the thing should have been yanked off the market. Every other vaccine has been jerked from the market when there's been exactly. fifty deaths or even thirty deaths. Yeah, and they get a black box warning. Which <laughs> black box warning is this thing? See, the FDA is so completely bought since they. Since the early 2000s, when they they started getting paid by these user fees, which are fees generated during the patent application process, so they're, the FDA is so uh, bought off that they uh, they are claiming that there are no deaths from the vaccine. I mean, it's just insane. You couldn't yeah. make that up. I mean, it's so absurd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you really CDC can't. makes that claim. Sorry. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah it is. It's such a dramatic story <laughs> the past two two years in a sense you know you have two sides warring against one another um and th these medical facts have been turned political so you know yeah. they they start screaming trump whenever you talk about covid i mean it's I crazy yeah and i you know the hydroxychloroquine which like ivermectin it's probably not quite as good as ivermectin against covid and viruses but it's quite good but that was they, they were so out to get Trump that they managed to discredit hydroxychloroquine. I mean, it's crazy because Trump endorsed it. I can tell the story about how he, he found out about it. Sure. Yeah. That'd be a great place to. Have you heard of Zelenko? Zeb no. Zelenko? He's a family practitioner in upstate New York. Okay. And that guy, he was kind of knocking on death's door himself because he had some sort of unusual cancer. So he was looking at, nutraceuticals and alternative therapies. And he realized that cancer therapies in the United States are, they're a mess. And the reason why they're a mess, and I'm going to just inject my uh, footnote, is that doctors get 25% of the cost of the can cancer therapy drugs that they administer in their offices. And that amounts to a kickback which would be illegal if it was between doctors. If you and I were doctors and we we said, okay, here's a drug, I'm going to give it to you. You can you can you can get 25% if you distribute and sell this drug. That's an illegal act, and that we could go both go to jail if we were caught. But anyway, the oncologists are you know they have a rough job. I mean, they deal with this death and dying and all this crazy stuff. But they take 20% of the of the total gross costs of these drugs and they get that back for giving the drug. Can you see how bad that is? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, their income is skyrocketed. Um, but um, anyway, where was I? You were telling the story of the guy in upstate. Oh, yeah. Zev Zelenko. Yeah. So you can you can see podcasts with this guy on either um, Peter Bregan's 
website or RFK Jr.'s website, which I think it's called the Children's Health Defenders. But uh, this guy was looking around for alternative therapies for cancer because he had cancer. He was on, you know, there's an axiom that says nothing so focuses the mind as the prospect of being hung in the morning, right? Have you heard that one? Well, so this guy figured out that uh, he had a storm of patients in with COVID. It was very common. He says that his office volume uh, quadrupled. Uh, Well, he was trying to treat all these old friends of his, and he, he had to figure out what to do because there were no guidelines. The guidelines, the shocking recommendations from medical authorities was to, quote, shelter at home and receive no treatment until you get so sick you can hardly breathe. And at that point, you're supposed to go to the hospital and get intubation and remdesivir, which kills 25% of you off the bat, right? Yeah, and you, you realize hospitals are, I'm, I'm rambling here, but hospitals are getting paid about $100,000 each for each COVID patient. So their treatments and even their deaths, they get bonuses for. Yeah, They get bonuses anyway for remdesivir. But anyway, so this guy came up, he did some looking around the internet and he figured out that zinc was the, the thing and that hydroxychloroquine helped zinc absorption or utilization somehow. And he started using that and these people would get better in 24 hours. I mean, he was amazing. And so he started, he, he virtually had no fatalities. He contacted Trump via a, uh, a video. And the next thing you know, uh, Trump was talking about hydroxychloroquine and zinc, I believe. And Uh then the the storm of publicity and all the adverse uh, uh, narratives uh, popped up from the, uh, the opposition. So, so Zev's a true hero and I hope he makes it a while longer with his cancer. He's still alive. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's, I think, I think we we hit a lot in terms of corruption in terms of what's beneficial, what we should look at. Um, so, you know, we're kind of coming up on an hour, which is what we had agreed upon. Um, so are, do you have any, uh, uh, obviously he's got, um, Dr. Yoho has, uh, Robert Yoho author.com. I'll put that in the show notes. He has the book he's, uh, dropped a few times, um, in, in our conversation butchered by healthcare. You can find that on Amazon or you can get it. You can get an ebook version of it, but you can get a physical copy as well. And then he has a podcast, Surviving Healthcare, um, and that you can find that on Spotify. And is it on Apple Podcasts? It's on. Know? It's on all those platforms. All, they don't yeah. seem to be censoring that sort of thing. They, yeah. you know, if this is on, if you tried to put this on a YouTube video, they'd get rid of it in an hour. Yeah. You'd have to put it up on BitChute or something. Yeah, you'd be done. But um, I, I would, I would tell your listeners to go listen to McCullough's video. I will put that at the top of the show notes. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah. So any, uh, any last kind of things you want to plug about kind of your platform? Um, I think I kind of hit most of it, but is there anything right. else you want so to say? I would say, I would say that I, I'm, you know, I, I sound like a complete cynic and I am in a lot of ways. I mean, nothing could convince me uh, about the evil of these companies more, but I want to tell your listeners that healthcare is not all bad, that we do miracles every day, that you, if you're sick and you have problems you have to trust somebody and you, you should do your research and do your best. And we've got a couple of things you can do. You can, you can do internet consultations now, and you couldn't do that before Trump put out a uh, executive order that said that doctors can't be censured for treating people over the phone. And you can also go to the patient advocacy sites and you can talk to people who are laymen who, who know as much about these diseases as 
any doctor and they'll help you free. So those are the two things. Rocky, you're too young to worry about this stuff, but in my age group, they're falling all around me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't had any friends die um, um, from COVID or anything. Um, But just my kind of interaction with why I guess I'm a little riled up. I mean, I hear about the deception and all that, but my dad has actually just passed away this past summer from a brain tumor and he died at 46. So I'm, I'm a little angry too, at the way they would, they would treat cancer. Right. I don't think obviously, you know, the cancer is crazy. The amount of chronic illnesses, all these things. I mean, there's so much corruption and deception. And I think obviously you, you agree we can do better, right. You know, we can do much better. So I I agree. There is good things happening. Also, there are people that are doing the right thing. Some people aren't, you know? Um, So yeah, that's kind of my personal matter in healthcare, you know? Um, Yeah. (laughs) I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a pleasure. Um, And yeah, guys, please go check your stuff out. A lot of really good listens. Um, I haven't bought the book yet personally, but I um, want to get it and I hope to read it here soon. Um, So thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Yoho. Um, It's, it's Yoho, right? (laughs) It's Yoho and you're welcome to call me Robert. All right, Rocky. Thanks again. It's a pleasure.